Welcome to the Church of Philadelphia podcast. Get ready for this message to ignite your faith as the power and love of God is shared through his word. We thank the Lord for the word. Glory to God. Well, we are in a new sermon series, y'all. We, we, we in a new a new year, new sermon series. I'm excited about the sermon series. I know some things that God is just going to reveal to us. Amen. We're talking about alter egos. Amen. Alter egos. Hallelujah. So you're going to get it by the end. Amen. I pray that through the sermon series that you really grab your notebooks, grab your pens, grab your Bibles, shut down things in your house. Amen. I know it's easy to get distracted, but you can, you can cook that food later. Come on. You can, you can clean up, put them, them clothes up, fold them clothes up a little bit later on. But I really want you to focus in this year. Really put your mind on God. Really get into this word. Amen. The word of God is the thing that's going to save your souls. Hallelujah. It's the word of God. Amen. That saves us. Man cannot live off of bread alone. Alone, but every word that proceeded out of the mouth of God, that's how we live off the word of God. Amen. And so we need this word. So I'm encouraging you to get into it. Amen. So let's go ahead and go into the word on today. I'm coming from Judges chapter six, and I'll be reading for you verses 23 through 29. Amen. For those that logged in to Zoom, we have it there on the screen. Thank God for the media team, amen, for all of their work and all of their labor, amen. But if you're not able to see it, grab your Bibles. Let's go to Judges, Judges chapter 6, and we'll be reading verses 23 through 29, amen. Amen. And the word of the Lord reads, it says, And the Lord said unto him, Peace be unto thee, fear not, thou shalt not die. Verse 24, Then Gideon built an altar there unto the Lord, and he called him Jehovah Shalom. Unto this day it is yet Ophrah of the Amidiarites. And it came to pass the same night that the Lord said unto him, Take thy father's young bullocks, even the second bullock of the seven years old, and throw them down the altar of Baal that thy father hath, and cut down the grove that is by it. And build an altar unto the Lord thy God upon the top of this rock in the ordered place, and take the second bullock, and offer a burnt sacrifice with the wood of the grove, which thou shalt cut down. And then Gideon took ten of his servants, and did as the Lord had said unto him. And so it was, because he feared his father's household and the men of the city, that he could not do it by day, that he did it by night. Come on, somebody say, Gideon was wise. He was wise. He was wise. And when the men of the city arose in the morning, behold, the altar bell was cast down, and the grove was cut down that was by it, and the second bullock was offered upon the altar that was built. Verse 29, it says, And they said one to another, Who have done this thing? And when they interpreted and asked, they said, Gideon, the son of Joash, has done this thing. Amen. Hallelujah. And if I had to give you a topic on today, my topic is set yourself in order. My God, my God. Come out and say, set yourself in in order. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Let me tell you something. God gave me this in the middle of the week. God just spoke clear to me. Get yourself in order. 
I jumped up from my seat. I was working. I jumped up from my seat and I began to walk around my house and I began to pray and I began to speak the word of God. And I say, God, mm -mm, I'm coming in order. God, I'm going to set myself in order. See, I know as we come into the new year, what people do, they get their house in order, right? They say, don't come into the new year with a dirty house. Amen. Y'all know what I'm saying. Hallelujah. Anybody know that's old school. Amen. Your mama them didn't play that. Amen. They like wash up all the clothes. You know, you need to wash down the baseball. You need to get them closets together, you know, take old clothes out. You know, they, they, they go in about cleaning up their house for the new year. Amen. But the Lord is saying us today, he said, not only do I want you to get your house in order, I need you to get yourself in order. Come on. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So it's some cleaning that you're going to have to do. It's some putting away you're going to have to do. It's some throwing away you're going to have to do. Oh, glory to God. It's some things that you're going to have to wash down and cleanse down. Come on. Hallelujah. It's some things that you're going to have to do as you go into this year. As you are, uh, we talk about alter egos, it's setting yourself in order. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Glory to God. You know, as we're saying, you know, God, we got to get ourselves in order. I do want to talk a little bit about the alter ego. Amen. And just even looking at the word ego. Amen. Let's look at the word ego as we're, we're going into the word. I'm going to go on into my chapters, uh, into my scriptures. But even as we're, we're looking at the word ego is it's the sense of, of a self-importance, amen, where a person will put themselves in a place that they are so important, you know, and usually the results of that is, is you know, being preoccupied by yourself, amen being preoccupied by yourself. Amen. It's all about you. Amen. And, and so, you know, it's opposite of dying to yourself. Come on. That's what God is saying. You know, we, we, the ego make it all about you. All about your own desires, the things that you want to do. Come on, glory to God. Hallelujah. That's how you know your ego is too high because of the results of your life. If, if it's excessive pre occupied by yourself amen it's excessive it's just you know and God is saying that's where I need to check your ego amen that, that's where I need your ego at the altar somebody say he needed at the altar hallelujah that's where he needs you to bring that ego right there at the altar come on glory to God and give it to him hallelujah Come on, we, you know, with the ego is that, you know, it's that alternate self. God is saying, I need you to bring that. Amen. And lay that at the altar. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Some of you right there in your house, you're going to have to put an altar together today. Come on. Hallelujah. You have to say, let me, let me lay, let me pull some of this stuff right here out of my way. Come on. Because I might have to let this flow right here be my altar today. Come on. Hallelujah. Because there's some things that we just got to lay down at the altar. We got to give that stuff. Amen. Hallelujah. That's right. Uh, uh, meet me at the altar. Come on. That's what we used to say in the song. Uh, truly unknown. You say, meet me at the altar. Come on. We might need to go and pull that back up. Come on. Because we may need to all meet at the altar. Come on. And let that ego and lay it all out. Come on. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah. May need to meet there with the egos and leave it there. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. 
Glory to God. So let's go ahead and go into it. Amen. Let's go to Judges chapter 6. I'm there at verse 23. Amen. And so I love this because, you know, what the Lord did is uh, God was dealing with the people of God. God was dealing with the people of Israel. He was dealing with them. And so what God did is he spoke to Gideon. Amen. And, And it's funny because even when God God called him, and I'm going to get into it a little bit later. He didn't feel like he was even qualified for God to even use him. But what the Lord did is he sent an angel to Gideon and told Gideon, I'm going to need you to save the people. I'm going to need you to save Israel. And, and Gideon was like, can you show me a sign? Can you show me something? I need to see something to know that it is God, to know that it is you that is speaking to me. Amen. God, I need to see a sign. Anybody ever been there like, God, I just need to see a sign. God, I just need to see something. God, I just need it. You know, I just need to feel something. God, you know, you know, I've been there like God, you know, just recently I say, God, you know, touch my heart. I need to, you know, know something in my heart. God, you know, I need to know God. I need you to show me something. Come on. Glory to God. So Gideon was like, telling the angel I hear all the stuff that you're saying but I need to know that this is God that's speaking to me amen and so what the Lord did he told so what what the angel told him he said I need you to you know he said make these unleavened cakes and I need you to sit it out for the Lord you know present it I need you to give us a presentation come on hallelujah I need you to you know that's why your presentation is important amen what we present to God amen it is important what we present in the kingdom of God it is important he said I need you to present it I need you to get a presentation and lay it out before God and so that's what he did And when he did that, the Lord showed up and, you know, God showed up for him. And and when he showed up for him, he said, I know. He said, oh, I know it's God. For now I know I've seen the Lord face to face. And this is where we pick up at verse 23 is when the Lord is responding to Gideon. When he said, I know I have seen the angel of the Lord face to face. Amen. And the Lord said unto him, peace be unto thee. Fear not, thou shalt not die. Come on, hallelujah, glory to God. He told him, he said, after I done gave you this sign, he said, now I'm going to speak peace to you. And this gave me a different understanding of peace. Because what he was saying is, don't be so concerned. I'm not going to kill you. hallelujah he said just calm down i'm not gonna kill you come on glory to god i'm not gonna destroy you i'm not gonna take you out of here come on hallelujah this gave me a whole nother understanding of peace somebody say peace come on right in your house say god peace hallelujah come on to my mind god peace hallelujah to my heart god peace hallelujah god he told him he said i'm gonna speak peace to you because i'm not gonna destroy you when we're looking at peace, peace means the freedom of disturbance. Freedom of disturbance. Amen. And no, he says, no war on war. That's what I got when I was looking it up. Peace is freedom from disturbance. So what he was saying is that I'm going to give you a place of freedom. He said, don't be afraid. He said, you're not going to die in this place. Come on, it's almost like God was speaking this word of peace that was giving him the more strength to go and do what he, what he called him to do. 
So you don't understand when you allow your peace to be, you know, taken away and you're not, you know, you're not in that peaceful place. It's almost like you don't have the strength to keep doing what you're doing because fear will stop you and it will take your strength away. It would not only take your focus, but it would take your strength away. It was like God was speaking peace to him so he can get the strength to do what God has called him to do. Amen. And even as we're looking at freedom, I said, God, you just brought us out of a sermon series of, uh, of deliverance. Through your deliverance, God wanted to free you. I'm going to say this because sometimes we think in our deliverance that God want to just deal with us. He just want to, you know, get at me. He just want to, you know, show me how bad I am. But the truth is your deliverance is because God wanted you to be free. God wanted your freedom. Come on, God wants you to be free so bad. Come on, God wants you to be free. Hallelujah. I want you to get that. God loves you so much. He desires you to be free. Hallelujah. So he said, I took you through the deliverance because I wanted your freedom. Because you didn't even know you needed freedom. Oh, God. Hallelujah, Jesus. Glory to God. See, we can think we okay. I'm going to raise my hand. We can think we okay. Glory to God. We're like, well, I'm just making it. But God is like, you didn't even know you needed this freedom. That is how bad I wanted you to be free. Glory to God. I wanted something for you that you didn't even know you wanted for yourself. See, that's the God we serve. I wanted something for you that you didn't even know you wanted yourself. That's why we can't get caught up in our ego. We can't get, up, get caught up in ourselves because you don't even know what you want. You don't even know what you want. But God knew that he wanted this place of freedom for you. And so he told him, he said, peace be unto thee. And fear not. Come on, God, I'm free to love. God, I, I, I'm free in my mind. Come on, I'm free to live. Come on, hallelujah. God, I am free. I am in this. God brought him to a place. God said, fear not. You're not going to die. You, he said, you're not going to die. You're not going to be bound in this place of fear. And I do want to talk about even, and I'm sorry, I thought I gave y'all this uh, definition. It says, no war on war. Come on, when there's peace, when we're talking about war, they, they, they you know, and then when there's peace, they stop the war. There, there is no war. But you know what God is saying? It is a lot of things that we go after in our lives Last year, and it was so much warfare. My God from heaven, Jesus Christ. Any little thing you made up in your mind to do, the warfare was so hard, you couldn't even barely do it. Come on, hallelujah. You couldn't even barely see it through. Any little thing, you're like, yeah, this is what I'm going to do. The warfare, like, oh, yeah, let's get it started. Let's, let's, get it, let's get it started. Come on. Anybody know what I'm saying? Come on. Hallelujah. It, it was one thing after the other to bring a place of warfare so you couldn't do and to stop you from what God wanted you to do. Come on. I'm going to fight her so hard she ain't going to want to do it no more. I'm going to get God to praise right there. I'm going to 
going to fight us so hard. I'm going to fight him so hard that he's not even going to want to do it no more. It's going to take the full desire out of him to do it. It's going to take the desire out of her to even do it anymore. Anybody know what I'm saying? Hallelujah. Glory to God. Somebody said no war on war. God, no war on war. Hallelujah. God is saying no. He's saying, he's saying, Gideon, when you go to do this thing, it ain't going to be no warfare against you. Come on. Hallelujah. As you go in this year to do this thing, God, it ain't going to be no warfare. Come on. Glory to God. But if you can just get your heart to line up, come on. If you can just set yourself in order, if you can just get your mind in order. Oh, y'all playing with me today because I feel like preaching. Amen. Hallelujah. If you could just get your spirit in order, y'all ain't hearing me. Come on, glory to God and go after this thing again. God is saying it ain't going to be no war on war. Jesus. No war. Come on, no warfare. Oh, glory to God. Hallelujah. No warfare this time. Come on. He told him, he said, peace be unto you, because you got something going do, Gideon. You got something that I need you to accomplish, Gideon. I need you to bring success to these people, Gideon. I need you to bring Israel out, Gideon. He said, so it ain't going to be no war on war. Oh, my God. Hallelujah. I tell you, I could, I could just cry and holler right here. Come on. Hallelujah. Because, uh, you know, some things are just understood. Come on. Hallelujah. You know what I'm saying? It's understood because you know the warfare that you had to go. Every time you made up in your mind, you was going to do something for God. or You was going to love or you was going to forgive or whatever it is. I'm going to trust God. I'm going to go back to school. God, I'm going to start the business. God, everything you tried to make up in your mind to do. Jesus. But he told him, he said, peace be unto you. There ain't going to be no war or war this time. Come on, hallelujah. Hallelujah. He said, fear not. He said, now you're not going to die in this place. He's saying, listen, he's saying, you're not going to die. Me and Gideon was with God. He's saying, yeah, I know you saw the angel. You saw the Lord face to face. You shouldn't even live. You see God face to face. You shouldn't even live. He said, yeah, you was with me. Come on. Say, I was with God. I know I was. Come on. I, I know I experienced all kind of warfare. Yeah, I know I experienced all these things. Come on. But I know I was with God. Come on. Hallelujah. I know I was going through deliverance, but I still was with God. Amen. He was letting Gideon know, yeah, you was with me. You was with me. Come on. He was with him. God knew that. Amen. He said, but you are not. You're not going to die. And I wanted to give, go back to that scripture that I gave you guys a couple of weeks ago in Galatians 5 and 17. Amen. I want you to go back to uh, that scripture, Galatians 5 and 17, that I gave you a while back. Because even as we're, we're talking about that alter ego, amen, and we're talking about, you know, just that place dying in us, amen, and getting ourselves in order, that Galatians 5 and 17, I'm not going to let that go, amen. I'm going to keep speaking that word, amen, till we fully get it. It says, for the flesh lusteth against the spirit, and the spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary, the one to the other. So they can, so ye, 
This is the good part right here. So that ye cannot do the things that ye would. The flesh is it's always lust after the spirit. It want to be in contrary and fighting with the spirit. So you can't even do the things that you're supposed to be doing. Come on, somebody. Listen, listen. So, so you can't do the things that you're supposed to be doing. That you cannot do the things that you would. Hallelujah. That, that's, that's, what the, that's what the flesh is doing. It's always trying to win. The flesh is always, come on, go back to the scripture one more time. The flesh is always, the flesh, it lusts against the spirit. <laughs> you ever see somebody lust over something? Some of y'all on that fast, y'all be lusted at the, oh, I just want a burger, Lord. Oh, Lord, chicken, Lord, please, Lord. Come on, you know when you can't get something. <laughs> Listen, I, I listen. The other day I was driving home. I said, Lord, I think I'm done. I said, Lord, I've only been a weekend. I said, God, let me go, let me go pray. God I said, I think I'm done, Jesus. I I it, it was something I, I can't remember what it was. Sub or something. I was like, oh Lord, I think I'm done. I said, Lord, let me get myself together. Set yourself in order, sis. Come on. You know, you know, so you, you, you ever like, lust after something you can't have? Because, see, a lot of times we lust after something we cannot have, right? And, and the flesh knows it can't have what the spirit got. It can't. So the flesh will lust after the spirit. But the spirit is so against the flesh. Come on, hallelujah. The spirit is always trying to block the flesh. Y'all know what I'm saying. The spirit is working overtime. Amen. Hallelujah. <laughs> overtime. Spirit wake up, block it. Come on. Spirit got it all day long. Amen. It is trying to block stuff in your life. Amen. And they always, it's always a fight contrary one to another. I'm telling you, we really get an understanding of this thing. Your flesh won't win so much because you'll understand the flesh is doing this so that you cannot do the things that you're supposed to be doing. So you don't do the things that she would. That God, these things are happening so I can't do my business plan. It's fighting against me, so I won't do the business plan. I won't work on the name. I won't work on, come on, glory to God. Won't get my bank account together. I won't, come on, I won't, you know, reach out to people. I won't, that's what the flesh is doing. It's, it's, it's fighting. Come on, hallelujah. Glory to God, hallelujah. That's what's going on, come on, in your members. It, it is your flesh and your spirit is continually wrestling. Then when your flesh win, you just like, well, I'm just going to go to sleep. Come on. I'm just not going to do nothing at all. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, when you get a hold of this thing, you, you're going to win more this year. Come on, say, God, I'm going to win more this year, God. I'm going to have more wins. Come on, hallelujah. When you really grab a hold to it. And so, you know, God said, I'm not going to let you die, Gideon. That's what he told him. He said, I'm not going to let you die. Thou shalt not die. Your spirit man is not going to die. 
Hallelujah. Glory to God. God not going to destroy you in this place. Amen. So let's go on. And it says in verse, um, let's go on to verse 24. And it says, and Gideon built an altar there unto the Lord and call it Jehovah Shalom. So right in this place, Gideon, he begins to build an altar. And I say, God, you know, when we're talking about even the, the, the altar ego, at this point, when he had an experience with God, an encounter, and he like, I know I've seen God face to face, and then God like, I'm not going to kill you. You can go ahead and go. You know, he could have built up himself. Right. So that's what we do when good things begin to happen to us. It's easy to build up ourselves. You ever did that? Come on, be honest with yourself. Amen. It's times we will build up ourselves. Well, I'm going to just keep, you know, I'm going to keep going. I, I know I got this. And, you know, we can begin to build ourselves an altar. But what Gideon did when he experienced God. And he had an encounter with God. Come on, hallelujah. Remember last year we had encounters with God. So when he had the encounter with God, instead of him begin to build up himself, I got it now. Let me get, I'm going to do what I want. He built an altar there before the Lord. Hallelujah, somebody. He built an altar for the Lord. And I love it because what he did is he said, God, you know, I'm going to bring this place of sacrifice for you. See, when you begin to go, like we said, going back to that place of an altar, you know, sometimes, you know, when we're talking about setting yourself in order, you're going to have to grab the whole horns of the altar and say, God, I'm going to drag my stuff. Come on. I'm going to get myself. Come on. Sometimes you got to drag yourself to that altar. People say, you got to grab the horn. You better grab hold of what you can at that altar and say, God, I'm going to hold on to it, God. And I'm going to bring this place of sacrifice for you. You got to grab a hold to it. Why, Pastor? Because it's always your flesh telling you don't bring it to the altar. Don't bring it to the altar. You start feeling yourself break a little bit. You hear the word like, they're like, no, 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 you know, I'm all right. You know what I'm saying? But you got to get to a point where God, I'm going to grab a hold to it so that I can bring this place of sacrifice. And so what Gideon did, he's built the altar for the Lord, and he called it Jehovah Shalom. He called it this place of peace. He called it, he named the place. He named it because God has shown himself to him that he had to name this place in his life. Some of y'all need to just name that place. After God, what God has brought you out of, you got to name that place. <laughs> Hallelujah. You got to put a name on that and say, God, mm, this is the year, God, that I experienced you. God, this was a, a year, a personal year between me and you, and I know you in another way. Nobody else ain't, nobody else got to know how I know you. Come on, glory to God. No one else got to understand exactly what you did because it was personal. Come on, sometimes we got to just name the place. And then you got to name the place of where you going. 
This is a prosperous season for me. This is a blessed season for me. Come on. This is a place. Th this season right here and this month, God, it it it's going to be a, a place where I'm on fire for God. Come on. You got to name that place. He said, I call it Jehovah Shalom. He put a name to it. Because he knew what I was dealing with, it could, it, you know, it, it could have killed me. But God spoke peace to me. <laughs> That's just the name of it. Come on. <laughs> that, that might just be the name right there. God, I can name it. I can name it, Lord. Pastor, I got a name for it. Come on. If the Lord could have killed me, come on, hallelujah. You know, but he showed up and gave me peace. Come on, hallelujah. I could name it just that. Hallelujah. Glory to God. But he showed up and he just gave me peace. So even as we're, 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 we're setting ourselves in order, I said, God, how you set yourself in order? He said, you got to lay down yourself and build up at the same time. Because, see, we want to lay down. And then we don't, we don't want to get back up. Come on, come on, let's go into the next scripture so we can see this right here. I'm going to walk through it with you a little bit. And verse 25 says, And it came to pass that same night that the Lord said unto him, Take thy father's young bullock, and even the second bullock of seven years old, and throw down the altar bale that thy father had, and cut down the grove that is by it. I love the scripture. First of all, why I love the scripture? Because God gave him instructions. Somebody say, God is a God of instructions. I've been trying to tell y'all this. God is a God of instructions. You know, my apostle used to say it best. He said, the details make the difference. Come on, hallelujah. I, I love it, amen. He said it the best, amen. The details makes the difference, amen. God is a God of instructions. See, we want to fly by the seat of our pants and fly with the wind. Come on. But God is a God of instructions. If we settle ourselves enough, we'll hear from God. If we settle ourselves in peace enough, we'll hear from God. I'm going to say it again. Hallelujah. I don't know what to do. If you settle yourself enough in peace, you will hear from God. Hallelujah. Because God is a God of instructions. He'll tell you what to do next. He'll give you a plan. Don't tell me he won't give you a plan. Yes, he will. God, give me a plan for the first quarter of this year. Give me a plan for my family. God, give us a plan on how to come out of this, you know, financial hardship. God, give us a plan on how to buy this house this year. Give me a plan, God, how to walk in the fullness of God and walk out my calling. See, God will give instructions. He'll tell you what to do. And how to do it. Hallelujah. So it is like what God told me to go inside the house. I went inside. But see, you didn't settle us yourself enough to hear the instructions. When he said go inside the house, the key's going to be under the welcome mat. Pick up the keys. When you walk through the house, you're going to have to step over some stuff. Some stuff going to be all in the way. Push that stuff out of the way, but don't take too much time. Go to the third door. You got the keys in your hand. Open up the third door because what you're praying for, for is going to be behind that door. Come on, hallelujah, y'all. 
That's the stuff that God would say. Pick up the keys under the welcome mat. I don't know who that fire. I just made that up. I mean, pick up the keys under the welcome mat. Come on. As you're walking through the house, stuff going to be in the way. Push it out of the way. But don't take too much time trying to clean it up. Uh-oh, because that'll be me. God be done sat there two hours. Lord, let me put it. I can't figure out where to put it. Man, I need to put it. Don't spend too much time on that. Move it out of the way. Come on, and keep on going. When you get to the third, though, come on, don't go to the first and to the second because those are distractions. Come on, hallelujah. Glory to God. Those are counterfeits. Come on, hallelujah. It's a trap behind that door. But go to the third door. But the keys you got in your hand, you're going to have to use that unlocker. But what you're praying for is going to be on the other side. See, that's the God. I don't know who needed them instructions, Lord, but <laughs> hallelujah. <laughs> Come on, say, God, I'm going to walk through the door, and I've got my keys, God, and I'm going to go to the third door, and God, I'm going to unlock it, and whatever's on the other side, God, it's going to be what I prayed for. Woo, hallelujah. But see, God will give us instructions just like that. But all we hear is, God, go inside the house, and then you looking around the house. You looking in the ceiling. You are looking at the, you know, them pretty lights, and you looking at pictures on the wall, and you doing, and you tell me God ain't show up. God, God did show up, but if you would have listened for the instructions, y'all hearing me? I hope y'all getting this. If you would have listened for the instructions, you wouldn't be walking around the house looking at pictures and light fixtures. You would have been walking and doing what you're supposed to do with keys in your hands and opening doors and doing the will of God, hallelujah, and walking into what you have prayed for. Help us, God. Hallelujah. The details. Hallelujah. And he came that same night and he said unto him, he was so detailed. Take thy father's young bullock, even the second bullock of seven years old. <laughs> Say, get the young one and get the one that's seven years old. Come on, y'all. How detailed is that? He didn't say, just get two of them. <laughs> he said, get the one that's young, get the one that's seven years old. Well, I'm going to just get whatever because I don't got time to be worrying about which one's seven years old. Come on, no. You got you to follow the instructions. Always learn, don't cut corners. Cutting corners don't get, because when you cut corners, you mess it up for everybody. Because if there was instructions you needed to follow, right, and somebody else may be counting on you to do step number four, but because you cut the corners, you never made it to step number four. You went one, two, and then you jumped over to seven and nine. So there's people that are waiting on you that will miss your step number three and four. Come on, I hope I'm helping somebody today. And you will miss, when you cut corners, not only do you miss what you're supposed to get at four and five, you may make somebody else miss what they're supposed to get from you at step four and five. You got to follow all the instructions. God know the details. He said, get the young one, and he said, even the one that is seven years old. And I said, God, what was you even trying to show him? He was, he, was, he was just trying to show him, like, I need you to even get, you know, what is young, what, 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 what started when you were young. And even the things that you have allowed to grow, even in the last seven years, some of y'all have allowed some things to grow in your life. In the last seven years. 
Uh-oh. Oh, I know I'm on something today. Some of y'all let some things grow so high in the last seven years of your life. You have fed some things. You, you fed some egos. You, you fed some things that you allowed to get so high in your life in the last couple of years. Come on, some things you dealt with young, and then it came back up, and then you allowed that stuff to grow back up in you. But God already told us we don't we didn't even living in our past. He told us to let those old things go. Amen. Hallelujah. We're not even supposed to be living in our past. But even the stuff of young, because see, when you look at verse, when you go back and you look at when the Lord came to, came to Gideon in verse 15, and he said, he said unto him, he said, oh, my Lord, where, where, where shall I save Israel? Behold, my family is poor in Manasseh, and I am the least in my father's house. So he even went, when God called him, he immediately went back to my family is poor. How you going to want me to save Israel and my family poor? I ain't even got my house in order. My family ain't in order. My finances ain't in order. I, 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 the people, we still got drama in our family. Our family still ain't in order. I don't like half of the people. I, that ain't in order. Come on, y'all. Hallelujah. We don't even get together like that, God. You know, he said, he said, and I'm the least of them. They look at me like the black sheep. They don't even like me anyway. Come on. He was like, God, God I don't even have my stuff in order. And you want me to deliver Israel? God, like you just set yourself in order. Don't worry about what else around you not in order. Don't worry about what's going on in the family. Don't worry about what's going on with your children. Sometimes we worry so much about our children. Oh, I want them to get it together. God, I don't worry about them. I, come on, we, we got to trust God with our children. We got to trust God with them kids. Y'all, come on. We got to trust God with them kids. We got to give that over to God. You sitting there worried and stressed instead of saying, God, I'm giving these children, I'm giving them back in your hands. When I'm around, I can't see God, you see. When I don't know what's going on, God, you know. When they around friends that ain't for them, God, you know. Come on, God, you will, you will move them friends out of the way. You had them to move somewhere else, move them to a new class. <laughs> like, Mama, they ain't even in my class no more. You tell me, ooh, thank you, Jesus. You know, God done moved them to a whole other classroom. A whole new city. God, that's my, oh, so-and-so moved to Hawaii. Tell me, what? Ooh, thank you, Jesus. You know, because God will do that. God will move them right out of the way. <laughs> Amen. Don't think God won't do it. But, y'all, we got to get that. We got to give that stuff over to God. We worry about our kids so much, you stressing them. 
You worry about the kids. I mean, the kids don't want to talk to me because you stress them so bad. You worrying them. <coughs> yeah, that's what I be saying. What are you doing there? Nothing. <laughs> do. And I said, God, sometimes you know you gotta you gotta not worry these kids so much. The worrying is because you're not trusting God with their little lives. You got to trust God with their lives. That's where that's coming from. Amen, saints. You know, well, God, you know, we, I got to, I got to stay on them. I got to have eyes everywhere. You can't even have eyes everywhere. You can't. But you have to trust God with, with, with everything. With everything. Trust God with your relationships. I know that my apostle would say, you know, I, you said you was going to get ice cream. It don't take nothing but 10 minutes to go get ice cream. You've been gone 17 minutes. What happened in them two minutes? It ain't that many lights. I know the light timing. Come on, you you would do all that stuff. You worried about stuff. I hope I'm helping somebody today. You worried about stuff that you just need to put in the hands of God. Leave that stuff to God. You got to trust God with that. Hallelujah. You got to trust God with that stuff. Lay it and lay it at the altar and give it to him. Amen. There's things that we just need to lay down. If you get your stuff in order, God will handle the rest. He said, take the young bullock, take the one that's seven-year-old, and throw down the altar of Baal that thy father hath. He's saying, what your father, the things that was built up in your life. Come on, some of this stuff, y'all, I get it, you know. You can have a level of pride that comes from your family. Just prideful. Not because y'all got a lot. <laughs> but it's prideful, you know. You know, just prideful. Just don't want to share. Don't want to tell people that something is wrong with you. Don't want to rely on nobody. You know, do, just like, you know, want to put your head up in the air. Like, I just got it together. And it's not together. pride I don't understand people are sitting there and talking about I ain't had no food and no water but you don't know people that love you that's pride because you don't want to say oh I got somebody today let me drink some water because I got somebody I got you today hallelujah that's pride no, I just didn't want to ask nobody. It's pride. Hallelujah. You don't want to you don't want to tell nobody that you got a need. Come on, y'all. Get yourself in order. You may be saying, "Well, God, I need help the budget." I need some help. Cause I don't know how to budget. <laughs> Because what I get, I spend. I need, Lord, I need some help. Come on, hallelujah, God. I, I spend it. Amen. 
I go to Target. I buy stuff at Target. I got no business buying. I just buy it because I just see it. I need help. So that's why I barely go in there. God, like I can't. I I ain't got no control. So I'm not even going. I can control that. Don't go in. Amen. Hallelujah. I just drive right on by it. Amen. Hallelujah. Cause I know I already know what I'm gonna do when I get in there. Some of y'all ain't do y'all ain't gonna go that far. I'm d- I go that far for myself. I'm not going in there unless I know what I'm going to go by. And I'm definitely not taking my teenager with me unless I know because she buy more than I buy in, in Target. So you know she like picking out twenty dollar toothbrushes. Tell me this is the best toothbrush on the line. I saw it on TikTok. You not getting that? Come on, there's a toothbrush for three dollars over there. She want the one for twenty five. Come on, glory to God. Mama, please, <laughs> get your teeth right. You're like, well, me, you know, you're not going to trick me. Come on, in the buying $25 toothbrushes. Not going to trick me. So we're not going. <laughs> Come on, hallelujah. But when you need help, you got to say, God, I need some help. I need somebody to help me. Come on. And so the Lord told him, he said, throw down that altar. That your father, those that have, you know, showed you how to build up these altars in your life. Those that showed you how to not be in order. Tell me, yeah, I got some people in my family, they showed me, Lord, how to be out of order. They they showed me, God, hallelujah, how to to not be in order, hallelujah. But at this point, y'all, we can't even go back on that. My auntie ain't never in order. She showed me how to act, you know, how to act out. But God is saying, no, you got to go and tear down that place. Come on, I really want y'all to dig into this thing. Who did you see being out of order? What did you pick up? Did you have a mean mama, a mean auntie, a mean grandmama, so they taught you how to be mean-spirited? This mean for no reason? And now you can't help yourself. You find yourself, you being mean. Face frown for no reason. Yeah. God, I got to get myself in order. I got to get myself in order. She was your auntie, but you saw her be with Tom, Bobby, Ricky, Mike, <laughs> all of it. You saw that behavior, but that doesn't mean now you do what you saw her do. Oh, my God. You saw your uncle play every woman. My uncle was a player, player. I saw him with Tammy and, you know, Susie and, you know, yeah, Sadie. I see him with all of them, you know. And so, but but you got to say, God, I can't be that man. I got to be a holy man of God. I got I to gotta live right. Come on, I got to have one wife. Come on, hallelujah, and stick to that. Come on, hallelujah. I, I can't do those things that I saw somebody else do. Come on, God, I'm getting myself in order. Hallelujah. Cut down those groves that is by it. 
See, there was, there was, it was, it was the statue of Baal, and then it was another grove, was Asterisk. It was, it was a deity, was a goddess that was right by Baal. So they were, I said, Lord, they had to use both. I said, that, that's just like people. We can't even, you can't even do one thing. Yeah, then you end up doing too much. Instead of, you know, you got to build one altar, then now I need to build a goddess too over there in the grove. So I, I got to I gotta lift a lot of things up. Because, you know, we don't stop at one thing. We don't we don't stop at one thing. Come on, glory to God. We we talking about, you know, that that ego, that ego don't stop at one thing. Come on, hallelujah. We're talking about that flesh. The flesh don't stop at one thing. The flesh keep if it's lusting, it don't lust just at, it just keeps lusting. It just keep going. It keep wanting what, you know, something it can't have. So here they go. They got this other grove, too. And she was the, the motherhood of love and fertility. She was, you know, so they were going to her when they was wanting to, you know, birth some. She was a mother, you know, the mother. So she they would go to her so they could, you know, I, I want to birth something. I want love. I want to feel love. I want a baby. I want to birth something. So they would go instead of going to God now. The one that gives life, you go over there in the grove trying to get something else. My God, Lord have mercy today. Where you running into to find the love that you want? Because they was running in the grove. Not only they over there worshiping Baal, but they running over there in the grove. So where are you running into to find the love instead of finding the love from God? Come on, we can run to a lot of things to try to find love. Come on, it ain't got to be a romantic. It could be friendships. You want to feel love and acceptance so bad, you running in the grove to get friendships that you shouldn't have, hooking up with people you shouldn't be hooking up with. Glory to God. So, God, let me make sure, let me get myself in order that I'm not running to something to try to get love. Instead of run to God and let God bring those things. Come on. He'll bring those blessings. Come on. Glory to God. He'll, he, it, come, it comes from above. Let the blessings come from above. God will bring you friends. Don't think God won't do it. He'll do it. I was watching this uh, video on TikTok. The girl and the, and the pastor was saying, um, he said, God going to bring you good friends this year. You know, friends that going to stand in your corner, friends that going to love you, friends that going to pray for you. And the girl just shouted and shouted and shouted. I just thought it was so, you know, I said, God, that's real. Because sometimes it's just God bring me good friends. People that are standing in my corner, people that don't get jealous of me when I'm talking about good stuff in my life, people that can compliment me, can, some, can say something good about me. Come on, hallelujah. When I'm going through something, they can cry with me and stand with me. Come on, hallelujah. Rejoice when I'm rejoicing. Pray with me. So, God, I'm not looking for going running out there for that. God, you will bring that to me. 
And so he said, cut down the grove that's even by it. Yeah, everything that's connected, don't even stop at Baal. Everything that's surrounding it, everything that's connected to it, come on, I, everything connected to that ego. He said, he say, I need you to shut it down. So when we're talking about how do I set myself, set yourself in order, it's some things you're just going to have to bring down. And you know how to bring it down. Oh, don't play with me today. Come on, I don't know. Yes, you do. You know how to bring it down. Hallelujah. He said, look at verse, the next verse. The Lord was, I'm telling you, the Lord was speaking. And build an altar unto the Lord. He, wasn't, he, he didn't miss a beat. He knew exactly what he was saying. I'm telling you, God gave good instructions. Amen. He gave him detail. Tear it down. And then what? Build it back up. Build an altar unto the Lord thy God upon the top of the rock in the ordered place. In the ordered place. He said, what I need you to do is I need you to build an altar. And I said, God, he had already built an altar. Remember after the Lord spoke to me, he built an altar? God said, see, I know when you, when you begin to, to, to fall in, in, in line and getting things in order, see, God will start trusting you with doing more. Because see, that first time he built the altar, God didn't even tell him to. He did it on his own. Because remember I told you, after God spoke to him, he could have built, built up for himself, but he built God an altar. So some things God is looking for you just to do. But we do that in relationships, right? Some things you're just looking for, you should have just known to do it. If you love me, you should have just known that's disrespectful. If you love me, you should just know that's the right. But see, we'll do that, but God is like, it's some things you should just know to do. But when he did it, the first time with God not even telling him to do it, now God is saying, now I can trust you to do it on a bigger scale. I can trust you with little things, and now I can give you more. Uh-oh, hear that, y'all. I can trust you with little things, now I can give you more. So first the altar was built just to the Lord from him. He named a place. Now, God, like, I got a big job for you to do. But I know you know already how to do it. Now I know how you, you know how to do it when it's a small scale and nobody, by, nobody looking at you. Nobody can't see what you're doing. Nobody's seeing what you're doing behind doors because I could trust you to do it when nobody else is looking. Now I can do it when everybody else is going to see it. That was a word for somebody. I pray you caught that one. Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. So the Lord said, build, build an altar. He said, the top of this rock, in order, in an ordered place. Order. It is putting something in a proper arrangement in a state in which everything is in its correct or appropriate place. Come on, a state in which everything is in the correct or appropriate place. Amen. The proper arrangement. God is saying you got to put things 
in place where it should go. Amen. Everything in a correct and appropriate place. When I'm setting myself in order, I have to make sure that everything in my life is in a correct and an appropriate place. Come on, the place that God wants and ordained for it to be. He said, build the altar, and he said, in an ordered place. You have to get yourself in order. You have to tear down stuff, but when you're coming back up, building back up, anything you ever seen something where, you know, you had to kind of mess it up, and then when you put it back together, everything kind of just fall in place? That's what God is saying. I might have to mix stuff up in your life, but I'll mix it all up, but when it fall back, everything will fall in place. Hallelujah, Jesus. Glory to God. Because when I put it all back, it's just going to fall right in place. Amen. And he said, he said, right in that ordered place. That means that this time, God, nothing is going to be higher than where it needs to be. But it's going to be right where it's supposed to be. Sometimes we are so just worn out because we don't have things in order. Everything all over the place. <laughs> you know, you know where your spirit is at. And if you, where you look around in your life and everything, the car look a mess. Your room look a mess. You never on time. You walk out the house, you got a mix match shoes. Your socks roll. You got a pink one, you got a white one. You know, everything just all, just all out of place. Oh, Lord, I went to the store. I was supposed to buy chicken, Lord. I, bought, I ain't buy no meat. I don't even know. I came home and had bread. What in the world? You know, your life can be so out of, out of, out of place, all out of way. But the thing is, like God is saying, when you get yourself in order, y'all hear me? When you get yourself in order, he said things in your life, they all will begin to fall in order for you. You'll have time to do the things you need to do. You know, you'll have the space to take care of things like you need to. Come on, God will speak to you and say, get you a, a, a menu together. So when you go to the store, you already know what you're going to buy. Come on, God will give you a place of order in your life. When you get your spirit in order, hallelujah, he said you got to tear it down, but then you got to build it back up. He said take the second bullet and, 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 and offer it, and said, and offer a burnt sacrifice with the wood of the grove, which thou shalt cut down. He said take the, the, the wood from that grove, you know. Well, you was running for love and looking for all this stuff and, you know, fertility and all of that. God said, that that you cut down in you, take the wood, <laughs> use that for offering. That means it's going to be a sacrifice to do it. Cutting down your ego as we're going through the sermon series, it's going to be a sacrifice to do it. Cutting down self is going to be a sacrifice to do it. He said, but I need you to take it and use it. <laughs> My God. 
as wood. Use it as part of the offering. Offer it up to God. Verse 27, I'm about to end. You know, he told Gideon, he said, and Gideon, then he took ten men of his servants and did as the Lord had said unto him. And it, it, so it was because he had feared his father's household that the men of the city, that he could not do it by day, but he did it by night. Gideon was wise. Gideon was like, I'm not going to get caught out here doing the daytime doing this, and they all looking at me. They going to kill me. He was like, I, you know, God, you know, you gave me a plan, but God, you, you give me some wisdom on how to follow this thing out. So he had to, what he did, he took 10 servants. So I love it. You know, it don't even say somebody, it don't even take a lot of people. It don't it don't take a lot of people. We think it take a lot. Gideon took 10. They about to del- they about to deliver Israel. They're coming against the, the, the enemy, and all he took was 10 men with him. That's it. I need a lot of people. We need a lot of people. No, we don't. To affect the, the next generation, we don't need a lot of people. To, to move, you know, they, uh, 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 Pastor uh, Lewis, Lewis, Pastor in Trader, amen. He was talking about this last Sunday. To affect your community, to affect people's lives. Come on, it don't, it don't even take a lot of people. We think it do. To be an impact. We, we, you know, and he said, and he just took 10 of them. Oh, my God. I'm going to stay there because we think we need a lot. God can use the, the, the five of us. Come on. God can use you and your household. Come on. God can use you. Amen. Just you. Because God can use you. You begin to get yourself in order. When you begin to step, God can bring other people right along with you. So really, it started with you. Come on, remember Elijah and Elisha? What did he do? Elijah came and threw the mat on him. And what did Elisha did? Come on, he, 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 he was like, he kissed everybody goodbye. Then even after the man of God was like, no, go back. What did he do? He went back and burned everything. Come on, he was doing what it was doing in 26, verse 26. He, he burned everything and took it and fed it to the people. He's like, I don't even want nothing to come back to. I want you to destroy all of that. Come on. He, he said, you know what? Here, y'all eat that because I got, I got a plan. I got something to do. God got purpose for me. And they went on and did what God had said, did miracles. God used them. So what I'm saying to you is that it doesn't take a lot of people. 
when God throw his mantle upon your life, when God has anointed you to do something, when God has put the word in you, come on, hallelujah. It don't take a lot of people, hallelujah. When God already set your path, it doesn't take a lot of people to come on the path with me. Glory to God. It might be me and, and, and my husband and TT and, you know, we might have to just go on in Jesus' name. But, but we're going to go on and do what God is telling us to do. Amen. Because it might be us that saved the whole family. And so he did it by night. I said, God, you know, Gideon said, why y'all sleep? Y'all stay asleep. I'm getting this stuff in order. You can stay asleep if you want to. I'm getting this stuff in order. Oh, my God. You keep laying around in that bed. I'm, I'm going to get up, and I'm going to do what God is telling me to do. I'm going to get my stuff in order. But Sister Redcoat ain't getting her stuff in order. It don't worry about Sister Redcoat. If she won't keep laying down in the bed, let her. But I got something to do. I'm getting myself in order. I can't wait until you get in order before I get in order. Gideon said, I got work to do. If I got to work all night. If I got to work all night, he said, he worked all night till he got it done. Glory to God, y'all. Sometimes it's not about people looking and, and what people got to say. I done missed a lot of things in my life worrying about what people had to say. What people had to say about me. You know, I feel like they saying this about me. I feel like they're going to think this about me. But I'm at a place, I don't care what they say about me. I don't, I don't, I don't care. Like, I, you know, I, I, I got myself set in order, God, that I'm going to do what God is telling me to do. I, I, I'm not bothered. I don't care what you think about me. I'll tell y'all, that's, that's the annoyance of a Pastor Lakin right there, boy. I, I tell you, one time he told me that, it changed my whole life. I'll say, son, he's like, I don't care what they got to say. I said, oh, Lord. That liberated me. I said, you know what, man, they got you right. Right. Anybody know Apostle Clayvon Lennon? He'll walk all over your toes. He's like, I don't care what, because ain't nobody mad but the devil. Come on. He didn't care what you think. He didn't care if you was mad. He was going to do what God said. He was going to speak it like God said. He was going to preach it like God said. Come on. He was going to speak the truth. He was going to do. And I said, God, come on. We already know what to do. So I can't be, I'm not even worried about that. Well, I just want the people to see I'm changing. It don't matter if people see you changing. It don't matter if people see the change. Stop trying to show the people the change. Sometimes that's where our ego comes in at because we're so busy trying to show people the change. Don't worry about if people see the change. You know between you and God, God know that you're changing. God know you're doing the work. Come on, hallelujah. So he did it by night. I could stay on that all day because that was good to me right there. Come on, hallelujah, Jesus, hallelujah. I'm so free in that area. I, I, I'm so free, and I can stay right there. 
Hallelujah. I don't do it like everybody else. That's you worried about what people think, how people see you. You just worry about what God, how God see you, and you listen to God. You follow the instructions of God. You get yourself in order. Come on. Everything else will fall into place. And look at verse 28. Amen. I ain't going to hold y'all longer. Amen. And it says, And when the men of the city rose up in the morning, behold, the altar bell was cast down and the groves was cut down. <laughs> he went to work. Let me tell y'all something. He went to work. He said, when the men got up early, they got up early the next morning. By the next morning, Gideon and his ten men had done, had the altar, what? Tear it. They had to tear it down. Y'all see this? In the grove. They went to Baal. They tore it down, knocked it down. Come on, they went over there in the grove. They knocked her down, tear her down. Come on, hallelujah. I said, Lord, they went to work. And they, they didn't even hear them because y'all, that would have been me trying to knock things down and tear stuff up. you like, why don't be so loud? <laughs> I'm just trying to knock it down. Come on. I don't mean just loud and just knocking it down. I say, God, but they, they were wise. They were discreet. You know, they, 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 they knew how to move. They knew how to move to get this thing torn down. You don't have to raise all kind of H-E-L-L. Come on, why you casting stuff down? Some of y'all are so loud and just raising all kind of trouble and fussing and going. Just be quiet. Just be quiet. Learn how to move. Oh, I, I messed y'all up right there. I'm trying. Just be quiet. Move, move with wisdom. Know how God is positioning you. Come on, they would. They slept through it the whole night. The next morning, they said, "What done happened? What happened to to the altars that we, that we built?" Come on, you got to go to work. Set yourself in order. Know how to move. Listen to instructions. Stop going off on people. Stop, stop being so loud about stuff. Come on, stop, 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 you know, having something I always got to say and get yourself in order. Always a defense, offense, come on, all of that, but know how to hold it together and, and get yourself to in order. I said, get yourself together. Get yourself together too, but get yourself in order. And they said, what happened? They was lost. They was lost. They didn't even know. They said, what happened while we were asleep? But you know what, y'all, what God was even saying to me, he said, even after you get stuff in order, you'll look around and you won't even know when it even happened. Like, people won't even know when that happened. Like, when, it, when did you change? When You won't even know. And then I talk about this at New Year's. It's some things that God did. I don't even know when he did it. I don't even know how he did it. I don't 
don't know how he set me free from that. I don't know when he, when he changed me. Come on. All I know was a change that was happening in me. But I don't know exactly when. But see, people won't even know. You won't know. Hallelujah. My last verse, and it says, And they said one to another, Who have done this thing? And when they acquired in Acts, they said, Gideon, the son of Joash, has done this thing. It was Gideon that did it. God used Gideon to do it. They didn't say Gideon and his ten men. They said Gideon did it. Gideon was the one that set this stuff in order. It was him. It was Gideon that cut it down and build up like God told him to. So it was him. Come on, hallelujah. It got to be you. You got to do this thing. Come on, where, where's my, where's my uh, 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 screen, my, uh, my message? Look how them things are in order in that, in that uh, title screen. Set yourself in order. They got them rocks lined up. I love it. Amen. Set yourself in order. It was Gideon that did it. Come on. It got to be you that do it. Well, maybe so-and-so going to help me get it in order. No, honey, it's going to be you. Oh, hallelujah. It's going to be you. It's going to be so-and-so. No, honey, it's going to be you. It's going to be my pastor. No, it's going to be you. It's going to be, I need my mama help. It's going to be you. Come on, Gideon. It's you going to have to set yourself in order. Hallelujah, God. Glory to God. It is going to be you. The line of the rocks the way it's supposed to line up. Tearing down that other stuff, tearing down that ego, tearing down that alternate you, tearing down that self-driven, come on, that, that all that about self, come on, tearing all of that down so you can set it back up in the order and what it should be. Hallelujah. Come on and give God a praise for the word on today. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I pray that you've been blessed by this word. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. This is the first Sunday. It is the first service, amen, of the new year. And the first thing God came out saying is just set it on in order. But if you set it in order, everything else around you will fall in order. Everything else, will God will do it. Amen. God, tell us he's going to do it. He's going to give us the desires of our heart. Come on. And I was just saying this. I say, y'all, I said when somebody said to me, God, give the desires of your heart, I wasn't even sure what the desires were. That means, God, I need to get myself in order. I should know what the desires of my heart is. But it was too many other things stacked up. I had to knock all that down. Come on, Gideon. Tear it down. Cut it down. Come on. I ain't had a long time to do it. Come on. Tear it all down overnight. Come on. And then God is saying, now you get that thing in order. Now I can give you the desires of your heart. Hallelujah. 
So I bless the Lord. Amen. I pray that you've been blessed by the word on today. Amen. Set yourselves in order. Hallelujah. Thanks for tuning in and please make sure to visit us at churchoffila.com for more podcasts and ways to connect with us on social to like, subscribe, follow, and share content as it comes along. Special thanks to those who give in so many ways to this ministry. We could not do any of this without you. And if you want to give or be a part, visit churchoffila.com forward slash give for more information. Thanks so much for listening. God bless.